Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 781. It would be to uh, work hard, keep trying, and just keep believing that even if things aren't going your way, maybe there's an opportunity around the corner. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest all the way from the United Kingdom, Neil Podberry. Neil, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. All right. We'll have some fun. Neil Podberry is an artist and painter who lives in the United Kingdom. He paints a wide variety of subject matters. However, his passion lie with transportation, including automobiles, aircraft, and especially trains. Steam locomotives became the basis for his initial foray into commercial art, and he's a member of the Guild of Railway Artists. He's also captivated by wildlife, and that passion grew while on safari in South Africa. Neil's art has been exhibited in some of the most prestigious motoring events throughout the United Kingdom, Europe, and the United States. He was commissioned to paint Prince Charles Aston Martin DB6, and he was asked to be the artist-in-residence for the Concorde d'Elegance at Windsor Palace, Hampton Court Palace, St. James Palace, and Holyrood House, all of which are royal households used by the British royal family. How cool is that? So, Neil, I have told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Please take a moment and share a little bit more about your art career and, of course, your passion for planes, trains, and automobiles. Of course. Thank you, Mark. Well, um, as you touched on, I've always painted a wide range of subjects, but um, I became professional when I was taken on by uh, an associate, an um, ex-school colleague, and that association has uh, really allowed me to turn professional and paint cars for the last nine years. But amongst that time, I, I have painted other subjects as well. I've always had a great passion for uh, railways both model and the prototype and I just uh, I love steam engines particularly and uh, they became the first forays into a commercial art world. Um, I trained as an illustrator and attained a degree in that and uh, yeah it's uh, just really gone on from there and um, I'm glad to say that I still have a good commission list ahead of me, mainly for automobiles, and uh, looking forward to getting on with those works. Well, it's absolutely fantastic. I love your artwork. I was so happy to come across your art when I was uh, cruising the internet one night, and uh, we were connected with a, a fine rep that you have, Natasha, I believe is her name. So That's right. Yeah, so I'm so happy to have you here, and as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has a special meaning for you, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Neil, take the wheel. Well, I don't really have a mantra per se, but certainly being an artist and trying to make this a career, you really do need to um, be positive, which uh, can be a struggle at times, and you really need to just keep trying. You need to be constantly thinking of new ideas and you need to take any kind of break or opportunity that you get given because it's there can be blind alleys but invariably 
one or two will will come off and um that's what i've told any budding artists that um i've had the opportunity to speak to well what comes to mind here are a couple things especially when it comes to being an artist and entrepreneurship tenacity perseverance and of course the great sir winston churchill's quote never ever never ever give up so i think that's what you're sharing here can you give us an idea of maybe what your average day is like how that concept of just plowing ahead working hard has been incorporated and creates a successful day for you sure well it's quite amusing really because a lot of people when i'm asked this question they uh, certainly in this country it can be um, quite amusing because they think that artists get up at lunchtime and then <laughs> do an hour's work and then have a little think or a sleep in the afternoon and then and then you know then have some dinner and go to bed but it's, wouldn't, it's really not wouldn't like that, that be nice holy it cow would be nice. Uh, we all want to be artists yeah with a drink in our <laughs> hand you know having a grand old time that's right but Throughout the time that I've done it, and certainly as a professional artist, I am very in a very privileged position to be able to say I am. Um, I re- really do sort of get on um, at kind of nine in the morning. I, I get set up. I, I find that because my work is so detailed, what I do is a little test and, and actually do things that may be a, a bit more straightforward first off. And then if there's some really sh- uh, sharp detail, whatever, I do that later in the day. But other than that, my day takes a similar path to a lot of people that have a normal job in inverted commas. And the process is just worked throughout the day in a, in a similar way. I do find at the end of the day, I'm completely uh, pooped, but everyone that has a normal job does. So that's kind of how my day pans out, really. Uh, yes, absolutely. I've known so many artists. I've had over 100 artists as guests on the show here. And it's just it's like being a writer. You have to sit down and tap the keys or pick up the brush or pick up the pencil and you just have to create continuously all the time because it doesn't magically come out of the end of these tools that you use. And it takes a long time to create a beautiful piece of work. It doesn't just come out and oh, in an hour I'm done with a painting. What's next? So that's great advice for folks out there that would like to get into this field. Let's go back in time and have a little bit of fun. I would love to hear a story that instigated your passion for transportation, cars and trains and airplanes. Tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car guy and a train guy. <laughs> well, there are a lot. I mean, it's the classic boyhood things, really. Of um, The first time I'll use railways first, as that's been so integral in my life. But as a youngster, I've told this story many times over, but uh, I was born in the very late 70s. And in the um, around that time in the UK, we had the high speed train. And um, I remember going on a trip to London with my parents near Christmas. And uh, at the time at the station, trains would express trains would travel nonstop on the state through the station that we used to get get on the train. And I'll never forget the incredible exhilaration of this train, this enormous, heavy hulk of a thing traveling at about 125 miles an hour through the platforms that was uh, through the station. That was really quite something. My experience with cars, again, very early, we had a friend over the road that um, he was actually a dentist in the RAF, but he had a passion for old cars. And we went to an, a, an event, I can only have been about five or six, and we got the first ever ride I'd ever had in, I believe, I, I'm sorry to say I don't remember the car anymore, but I'm pretty sure it was like a 1920s, 1930s Rolls-Royce or Bentley wow. open 
hot and it was just it you know the smell of the leather and the, and the, the fumes was got the engine it was it was really quite quite wonderful so um yeah they were my early experiences well i can't imagine being a little child and watching an express train come through a station at 120 miles an hour oh my gosh and, and then getting in that old rolls or bentley and uh i'll tell you my listeners know this but my fascination for cars began at about the age four or five when my father bought an mgtc and uh-huh. I remember it was so much fun to sit in that car and look at those big Jaeger gauges and the long hood and the low doors. So, uh, yeah, my, uh, my start with cars was with British cars. So, and I believe my first ride in a car, I know my first ride was in an MGA when I was about eight or nine months old. So, uh, there it started for me too. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Neil, what I want to do is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You've chosen a career that can be extremely challenging to be successful at and earn a living at automotive art. So would you share with us a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way? But of course, the most important part of this is what did it teach you? So kind of take us to that point and carry us through to let us learn how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career. Sure. I think regarding success or failure it does start with hard work but the the success side of things is also i think it's luck as well and i think that you you work hard but as i said in earlier on in the interview that you need to sort of take opportunities where they come up early on when i made the leap into right i'm going to do this as a as a full-time thing and i need to devote the time to it it took a while. It took a few shows. It took more than a few shows to, in order to try and actually sell myself, sell sell my work. Obviously, more importantly, and there were many times where, obviously, the financial aspect of it was, you know, how am I going to make a living at this, came to the fore. And I remember at one particular show talking to my associate and saying, "Do you know what? I I'm not sure that I can see how this is going to work out, just because." financially it's not paying me enough and I'm not really getting enough work in and he he kind of said well look you know you need to give it more time these things don't happen quickly and then that very show I sold a painting and I sold the painting for the most money I'd ever sold a painting for previously and yeah quite a real yahoo moment it was it was unbelievable and it's fantastic to feel that you know that someone's investing because they like your work and hopefully they're investing in you as well because they they have a rapport with you and so that was how it came about but again it goes back to what i'm saying is that you've got to try really hard and you you just got to you've got to believe that that something is around the corner and that something will happen and if you keep putting yourself in the positions or in as many positions as you can in order to gain work or what have you it, it will happen Absolutely. And you said something at the beginning. You have to be willing to work hard and stay with it, stick with it, and believe. So those are my takeaways for you of how you finally kind of got over that hum and got there. And there's nothing so nice as being rewarded with somebody saying, I'd like to purchase your painting. I mean, the feeling you get is just overwhelming. Like, really? Somebody loves me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> more than my mom and dad. How nice is that? So, Well, maybe not more than, but at least they uh, they acknowledge that what you created has value. And that's the important thing because... Absolutely. Great story. I love that. And uh, thanks for your perseverance. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story when you had a career aha moment. It's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for a new direction or an idea. So what was that aha moment for you? 
Well, the aha moment for me was and career going in a, a new direction was, and well, a feeling of ah, I, I think I've made this now. Was the opportunity to um, or being invited to be the artist in residence um, for the Windsor Castle uh, Concourse of Elegance that you touched on at the start of the show, and that was a real moment of wow this is it this is I'm, I'm here and then off of the back of that I was fortunate enough again that you touched on to be commissioned to produce a painting of his royal highness prince charles's aston martin which was actually one of the cars of a number of cars that were displayed on the lawn at windsor castle at that um, event and it was the first ever time that the common man was allowed in that area so that was that i would say was my kind of aha moment that was inspiration in itself. Well, congratulations. Yes, absolutely. I mean, to be involved in those prestigious events, oh my gosh, that must have been absolutely overwhelming for you. I, I can't imagine. Absolutely. Yes, it was um, It was quite something. Well, congratulations. Very nice. Let's go to the next question, which could be the way you just answered the last one, and that is your proudest career moment. Is there one that stands out for you? I know you've probably had many. One that really stands out? Well, that one uh, was a was a was a pretty proud moment, obviously. Um, but I think it, this is going to sound it was a family based moment, actually. Quite a lot of the time in my paintings, I depict either friends or or more often family, as they are more obviously conducive to pose in a picture, or somewhat sometimes reluctantly. Right. And um, <laughs> I I actually depicted a scene that had my grandfather in it. In fact, I painted him a few times in pictures, but the first time I ever did it, it was he was a very charismatic man and, and he, had a, he had a real sort of fantastically paintable face. I painted him and I put him in this picture and my mum, his, his daughter, was really gobsmacked, kind of speechless. And I know it's, it's you know, out of all the other things, but it's something that sticks with me. And I thought, I felt ever so proud that obviously for her, I'd really captured him. And I say he was an absolutely lovely man. And I, yeah, and it was, and I, he, I spent a lot of my life with him. He'd been integral in our family. And that, that was a, a really proud moment. Oh, gosh, I, I've got uh, prickly skin just hearing the story because you've immortalized him in a way that is so special where he will always be there for others to enjoy and some that won't even know who that person is but you'll always know who he is and i know when i was looking through some of your artwork one of them that stood out was a painting you did five of the magnificent seven and the boy with the red gto yes i love that because the element of the young child playing with the little red gto with all these magnificent cars ferraris lined up there of course uh yeah, very, very nice. So uh, I have a few other artists who do the same things in their paintings. Scott Jacobs, who's an artist here in the United States, he paints a lot of motorcycles, Harley Davidson stuff. He does the same thing. He'll put his daughters into the bikes or into the paintings, rather. So very nice. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Nice. Pleasure. Well, let's have a little more fun here about cars and talk about your first really special car. Is there a car that you finally got? Maybe it was your first car. Maybe it's a car you have now, or maybe it's a car you really wish you could have in the future. But is there one that uh, is fond for you that you could share a memory about? Absolutely, yes. Um, I my I'm considering I paint cars and uh, I love cars and railways and transportation and things like that. My my actual car history is in many, many uh, ways, a bit pathetic. But <laughs> I have to confess, I've just spoken about my grandfather and he loved cars. He absolutely loved them. And uh, he would buy new ones regularly. 
as he was getting older, he ended up um, buying smaller cars, but he would still buy kind of the, the top end of a range, for want of a better phrase. And uh, that was to my benefit because um, he had this uh, little Ford that he had. He, he only had it for a couple of years. And then he very kindly gifted it to me. And I still drive. In fact, it's still on my driveway now, um, <laughs> 17 years later. Nice. And it is the most fun. I absolutely love it. It's battered. It's bruised. I mean, it's a proper artist car. It's got rust on it. Fantastic patina. It's been involved in sort of three minor accidents, but it's everyone's okay <laughs> on those. But no, it's it's wonderful, and I absolutely love it. And then the fact that it was his as well kind of makes it more special. I always, I always say I, I make my friends laugh by saying if ever the art career goes stellar or I win the lottery or something like that, rather than perhaps buying some incredible big car, I'll just get this one like restored or somehow. I don't know, just kept so that it doesn't deteriorate any further. It's, right. uh, yeah, it's very, very special for me. Now, you said it was a little Ford. What, uh, what year is it and model is it? Oh, it's, it's not terribly old. It's, um, it's 17 years old now. So it was a 2000 model and it was a, it was a Ford Fiesta. Um, but it was a, a like a gear version or what have you. Um, I think that's how you say it. So, uh, yeah. Very cool. Very nice memory of your <laughs> grandfather again there. That's really nice. Well, is there a seller's remorse story here? Is there a vehicle you've owned in the past that you let go that you wish you had back? Well, a vehicle that I've owned that I've had back, only, only kind of very mi- minor things, not, nothing very interesting really. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't really confess to saying anything that I've that I've owned that I'd want back really um, <laughs> that's okay <laughs> no I'm sorry no, no nothing really well you got the car you love and that's your grandfather so hang on to that one don't let it go no matter what that's the way to be <laughs> now let's talk about today and tomorrow I'd love to hear about some of the projects you're working on right now maybe some commissions that you have what has you really excited and fired up today well, I've got three commissions on at the moment. They're all uh, relatively small. In fact, I'm expanding a kind of range of what I call miniature paintings. So these are kind of the size of a six by four photo. They're around that size. They do vary because of composition and what have you. So I'm very excited about that. That's uh, um, the lightweight D-type Jaguar Lindner Knocker car. Unfortunately, I don't think it was terribly successful, but actually one of my um, clients who's commissioned me in the past, he actually owns the original car and has had it restored. It's an amazing thing. I've got to do a picture of Marilyn um, Monroe, but that's actually, again, a car-based picture the car in question is a special, and I'm embarrassed to say I can't quite remember the name the, the name of the car at this moment. And the other uh, piece I'm working on is a Jim Clark, uh, oh. an image of Jim Clark um, stood sort of looking at his Lotus with um, Colin Chapman stood alongside, and um, it's a fantastically moody piece. And I'm I'm looking forward to doing that because I really do enjoy painting people, so it will be nice to. To uh, undertake that. Oh, sounds fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful subject matters. And of course, ah, the great Jimmy Clark. Really nice. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Neil. If you were a car, what kind of car would Neil be and why? <laughs> That's a really good question. I'm going to sound awful now. I think I'd probably be my car outside because <laughs> I, I, I don't really like change, and hence I've kept that car, and it's and it's kept me for all this all these years. It's a little bit battered around the edges, but well, I'm definitely going a bit grey. Um, <laughs> it's been in a few scrapes, which I could probably profess to um, being in throughout my life so far, and. Uh, yeah, but it's it's um it's still it's still uh ticking along and it hopefully it's got uh 
still many long journeys left in it. Well, I very much hope so. So I guess I guess my car outside, my little Ford Fiesta gear. Well, there you go. I appreciate you putting some thought into that. Very well said. Well, Neil, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week? Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. Okay, Neil, we are back and we're entering what I call the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Leave it alone and let someone who knows what they're doing look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is, hire a good mechanic. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success as an artist over the years? It's probably a negative as well, but an attempt at perfectionism, really being meticulous. Mm. And I think that's really um that's how i create my artwork and that kind of nature well my wife says it allows me to do what i do it's very irritating to live around a lot of the time i'm sure but (laughs) i would say that is anyway sorry these were meant to be quick answers (laughs) that's okay no i love the answer that's a great one you know that is a challenge for a lot of people in all different uh, respects not only just art and sometimes that relinquishing perfection attitude can keep us from moving forward but of course on the other end you want your work to be the best so it is a kind of a tug pull thing that goes on i think uh, especially oh, yeah especially for creative people now how about a resource there are lots of great resources out there these days but is there one in particular you'd like to share 
resources wise, I I look. I mean, books, references for paintings, photographs, so that kind of thing I find absolutely invaluable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field or industry, living or deceased, who would it be? I'd like to have a drink with Sterling Moss. Oh, yeah, there you go. Well, Sir Sterling is still with us. He probably lives down the street. He's over there in the <laughs> UK. So, uh, excellent. I had the pleasure of running into him, uh, at the Quail event last year. And, uh, actually I've tried to get him on cars. Yeah. A few times he's, he's getting up there in age. And I think that uh, time has become a challenge a little bit, but man, what a guy, what a guy for sure. Now you spoke about books using those as a reference, but is there a book in particular you'd like to share with our listeners that you've enjoyed reading? Yes. Um, a book that I've really enjoyed, um, in certainly in recent time is, um, Ticket to Ride around the world on 49 unusual train journeys by Tom Cheshire. Very interesting. He's a great writer. It's very, very funny. It has a bit of a poke at uh, us train lovers, train spotters, but in a very, very nice and jovial way. So I, I highly recommend that. There you go. Awesome. That's the first time that book has been recommended here on Cars. Yeah, probably because it's a train book, but that's okay. Trains roll on wheels. So we love trains here at Cars. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, listeners, you'll find links to all these great resources Neil has been so kind to share on his show notes page. On the Cars Yeah website, just go to carsyeah.com, type in Neil Podbury, P-O-D-B-E-R-Y. His page will pop up with links, and there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and all the books recommended by the past 700 and, gosh, we've got 780 guests now. Holy cow, I've talked to a lot of people in the last three years, haven't I, that are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, Neil, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any collector car on the planet today. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter how much it costs. You can keep your grandfather's car, so don't worry about <laughs> that. We don't have to get rid of that. But more importantly, why would you choose this vehicle? So what's your dream car? Well... My dream car would be the recently sold Ferrari 290 Millimilia that Fangio drove, I believe, to fourth place in the 1956 Millimilia. And the reason I say that is I was very lucky to know the owner. He was also a client and he's, he's become a friend, which is lovely. And he sold the car, as I say, recently, but it's now appeared in at least three of my paintings throughout, you know, for, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that would be the car that I would have, but I would need a seriously, seriously big, uh, well, I would need your, a lot of your money to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, what I'm doing for you today. I'll get you any car you want. So, uh, yeah, so, no, there we go. <laughs> no problem for that. Uh, yeah, you've picked an expensive and very special car. That's for sure. Um, now is this a car that's red with the blue nose? Absolutely. Red, blue nose with the yellow stripe. Number 600. Number Red. six. I'm very aware of that car. I've seen that car in life, uh, real life. Oh, my gosh. You've picked a special one. You know, I'm really surprised you're the only guy who's ever picked that car, too. I've had a lot of Ferraris chosen here on the show by guests, but uh, that particular one, I actually have a model of that car, too. I have. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. And it goes with this beautiful Ferrari transporter model that I have where it sits up there on the top along with the other two similar cars that were built by Ferrari that year. So uh, I'm going to have fun getting that one for you, Neil. I'm gonna. It might take me a few days, though, so bear with me. Yeah, okay? sure. <laughs> well, Neil, you have taken us on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for 
sharing your automotive journey with me all the way from the UK. Please give us one parting piece of guidance and wisdom before you rip off into the sunset and that 290mm. It would be to uh, work hard, keep trying, and just keep believing that even if things aren't going your way, maybe there's an opportunity around the corner. Yes, yes. Keep those eyes down the road looking for all the opportunities possible. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your art and follow along with you? The best way is probably to look at my website, which you've already mentioned, neilpodburyfineart.co.uk. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as well. Absolutely. So listeners, again, you can find all these links at Neil's show notes page on carsyeah.com. Just type Neil in the search bar. I would encourage you to follow along. Take a look at what Neil has created, the art he's producing. If you love cars, if you love trains, if you love wildlife, if you love anything, you're going to find his artwork to be absolutely spectacular, beautiful work. I've enjoyed it for a long time, and I know that you will too. Neil, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure's all mine. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!